This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We're still on our series of Blessed to be a Blessing. How many people are blessed out here? And I really believe that God wants us to be a blessing wherever we go. Amen. You believe that today? And so God blesses us. So, you know, like I said last week, our faith isn't just for ourselves. Amen. Our faith should be to really to be a blessing to others. We, our faith should, should not only bless us, but we should be using our faith for our family and our friends and all the people around us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Say this. My faith is not just for myself. It is for others. Amen. And today I'm going to talk to you about a key that I believe could revolutionize your walk with Christ. And the title of this sermon, and it is, you know, blessed to be a blessing part for it, the power of the precious seed. So I'm going to talk to you about the, the precious seed. And, and uh, in Psalms 126, 5 and 6, and precious is something that's valuable, that's rare, and when you think of something precious, you think of something that, that you, you, you put great value in. Amen. And in Psalms 126, 5 and 6, this is a great evangelistic scripture here. It says that, that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goes forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves or his harvest with him. Now, this is an evangelistic scripture in Psalms 126. It says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. I'm going to say this, that when we're in a process of sowing into the kingdom of God, sowing our time, our talents, or, or our finances, sometimes to sow, sometimes it's not easy. Amen. Is it always easy given? I mean, somebody, if you just say, oh, pastor, I, I love to give. I don't mind giving all my time away, giving my finance. No, no, no. There, you know, when we give, sometimes we, have, we sow in tears. But I love what the Bible says that we can reap in joy. You know, when we pray for our loved ones and, and they're not where they need to be in the Lord, it might be a process that you're, 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 you're praying and you're crying out to God. But when you see them come to the Lord. When you see them come to into the kingdom, it, there's a there's a there's a sacrifice. That's what I'm trying to get at. There's a sacrifice in giving. Amen. Amen? And, and, and I think sometimes in our Christian walk, we, 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 we like to hear, well, God just blesses us and God will answer our prayers. And and we kind of get this idea that that God is, you know, he's there to meet and he is there to meet our needs. But but he's he's there to meet every whim that we have. In other words, we forget that God wants us to do something. Amen. If, if you want if you want God to do something in your life, you might need to start doing something for God in your life. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I'm, I'm talking about the power of the precious seed this morning. And 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 and, and really, I, I believe there's levels of giving our time, levels of giving our talents. And there's levels in Romans 12 and 2. It says this, it says, do not be conformed to this world. This is a great scripture here because we can be conformed to the world system. But it says, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, you know I believe that there's a good will of God for each one of us. And, and, and then there's the acceptable. And then there's the perfect will of God. And I believe that, that, that we can obtain to walking in God's perfect will. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God will allow us to walk in his good will. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God will allow us to walk in that. But I believe that God wants us walking in his perfect will. 
Amen. His perfect will is that you're walking in health and wholeness. Nothing broken, nothing missing. His perfect will is for you to not be in debt and be broke, but for you to be uh, abundantly supplied for every good work. He, he, he wants, you know, his perfect will is for you to be the head and not the tail, the lender and not the bar. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Why? So you can be a blessing. Because if you're in need of some things, it's going to be hard for you to be a blessing to others out there. And so, and so there's the good, the perfect, and then there's the, the, uh, the precious, which is the highest level of what we can give God. We can give God our, 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 our very best. And I believe that God's looking for our very best. Do you think God wants our leftovers? No. And I think in our walk with God, we can get kind of lackadaisy in our walk. Have you ever get lackadaisy in your walk? Any married people out here? You need to keep dating your spouse. You don't need to take your spouse for granted. Glory to God. You, if you are married, then you need, to, you need to keep honoring your spouse. Can I get an amen with some married people in here? Amen. And you need, and you need to, men, you need to still cuddle and kiss your wife. Amen. And so... <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You, you still need, need, need to. You need to say it out loud. I love you. Amen. Uh, to your spouse. You need to say. I'm telling you. How do you keep the love alive in a relationship? Especially in your relationship with God. You, you, you need to start telling God every day you love him. Amen. That you, you thank him for his mercies. That you thank him for his goodness. When I read the book of Psalms. It seems like every psalm I read is something about praising God. In the Psalms, it, it, you know, the psalmist would say, you are good, God, and you are awesome. And even though some things may not be right here, you're still good and, and you're still awesome. And, and, and we need to continue to say it. Amen. And continue to speak the goodness of God in our lives so that that love will maintain. But sometimes when we listen. That, that's why Jesus said, listen, you know, some say some people will say that their religion is private. You know, you know, it's between them and God. But, you know, but that's not your religion should not be private. It should be public. In other words, Jesus said, go to Jesus said, go to the highways and byways and compel people to come in. You know, you know, we need to go tell it on the mountain. And over the hills and through the woods, Jesus Christ is Lord. No, it should not be a private thing. It should be a, our religion should be a public thing. Amen. In other words, people should know that you are saved. Oh my gosh. If you're at work and they don't know that you're saved, man, that's a travesty. No, they should know by, by how you live your life. And you should be talking about the one that you love, and that's Jesus. Amen? And so Jesus is awesome. And, and we need to understand that Jesus is precious. And so, and so as, we, as we talk more about Jesus, we'll get more excited about him. And I, I believe this, other people will be excited about him too. And so we're talking about the precious seed this morning. And let's just talk about Moses. You know, I think about Moses. And Moses, you know... He was, he was a man that felt that he had a calling on his life, and he did. He had a tremendous calling. He grew up in Pharaoh's house, and he had a calling. And at age 40, we, we know what he did. He ended up, you know, getting overzealous, and he killed an Egyptian. Amen. And he made a mistake. I thank, God, I thank God that when I make a mistake, that we can have do-overs or U-turns in the kingdom of God. I'm so glad that God doesn't hold our mistakes against us. The problem about our mistakes is that we hold our own mistakes against ourselves. And you just need to, you know, you just need to let go of your mistakes. Amen. You need, you need to, uh, what Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing towards the things, uh, you know, that, that's in front of you. I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we need to forget about those things and keep moving forward in God. But Moses, at, at, the, year, at, the, at the age of 80, he, he walked by a burning bush and God spoke to him in a burning bush. And God gave him a commission to go back to Egypt and set the Egyptians free. And so what Moses had with him was his staff. And that staff represented who he was. 
He represented who he was because I believe that staff, he, he brought it from, uh, from, from his old life, Egypt. That, that was the staff that he had. And so it, it represented his old life, but it also represented him taking care of the sheep. He was a shepherd. And so his staff represented who he was. And, and so God said to him, you know, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you deliver the Egyptians. I'm going to have you. See, God wants to use you to deliver some people. Oh, man, I'm speaking today. God wants to use you today to set some people free. You may say, who, me? Yes, you. God, is commi- I, I'm commissioning all of you to go out and lay hands on the sick, pray for them, pray for your family members. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You are commissioned today. You know, you know 007, you know, his calling card was license to kill. Anybody ever watch these? Anybody ever watch 007? But you know what your license is? To heal. Okay, there you go. You have a license. I knew you would like that. You have a license to heal. Look at your neighbor and say, you have a license to heal. Amen. And so Moses had his staff, and God said to Moses, throw down your staff. And, 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 and so, you know, what, what he was really saying to Moses is, let go Uh, of the life that you're living and embrace a new life. A lot of us need to let go of the paradigms of our our old way of thinking and start embracing a new way of thinking. Are you listening to me today? In other words, you know, don't grumble and complain about your unsaved neighbors. Go and pray for them and invite them into church and get them saved. Amen. Well, I'm preaching pretty good today. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, sometimes we, I grumbled and complained about my neighbor today. I said, her trees, you know, I just cleaned up all my leaves. I don't have any trees in my front yard. And, and we cleaned them up two weeks ago. Now I got leaves from her trees. And I'm like, oh, my neighbor, we need to cut those trees down. Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, we can get in, we can get upset with our neighbors, but you know, like I preached last week, our neighbors need God. Uh, have you ever thought about this? That before you started really walking close to God, somebody witnessed to you. Amen. Have you ever thought about somebody brought you in? Some of you, you guys had to be dragged in, but after a while, you got used to it, and you started drinking the Kool Aid around here, and you started getting excited about Jesus, and getting excited about Exceed Life Church, and getting excited about your calling. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You, 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 you finally accepted it. Some of you took, some of you took years to get in here, and you're here, and you're one, of, you're one of the stable members in the church. You're one of the pillars and people. I'm telling you, God, God amazes me when I see people grow. In this church. Amen. And so Moses, you know, he had to grow a little bit and he threw down that staff. You know, God said, throw down the staff, which represented him and his life. And, and, and he threw it down. And what, that staff turned into a snake. Amen. It turned into, into a snake. See, when, when, when you throw down, you know, uh, 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 your life, when you let go of your life and, and, you, and you release the precious in your life, God will do the miraculous. See, when, when Moses released the, the precious staff and he let it go, it, God turned into the miraculous. And God allowed that staff to be something that he could use to bring the children of Israel out of the Egyptian bondage. Amen. You remember that staff became a king snake. And it ate up all the magician snakes. In other words, God is giving us, he has given us his his power and his presence to make a difference in this life. You know, let's read this again in Psalms 126. It says here that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he that goes forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves or harvest with him. Now, I'm going to say this, that it says that when you, when you sow your precious seed, which could be your time, your talent, your finances, it says they shall doubtless come. In other words, you get in a position where you're in a place where you're, where you're doubt-free. When you are giving to God and you're sowing in faith, you can believe that there's going to be a harvest. 
And I want to be in a place where, see, listen, since I made a commitment to tithe and give offerings, I don't worry about finances in my life. I know God's going to take care of me. I don't have to be concerned about if I'm going to be able to eat next week or not, or if I'm going to ever make, make the bill. No, no. I know that the harvest is going, it's, going, it's coming in. God has blessed Yin and me uh, uh, greater this year in finances than, than, than all the years put together. Why? I'm telling you why. Because, you know, when you give in faith, then there's an expectancy. Do you believe that? In other words, when you start sowing in faith, there is an expectancy of the harvest to come in. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And when you have that expectancy, that opens the door for the grace of God to come in. Amen. And so we need to understand that, that, that God's grace is with us. You know, God, God's, there's some things that God said that are precious in his eyes. In Proverbs 20, verse 15 it says that the gold and the multitude of rubies, there is gold and the multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. I like what it says in Proverbs twenty fifteen. It says, wise words are more valuable than much gold and many rubies. You can't get any greater wisdom. I'm going to say this this morning. You can't get any greater wisdom than the word of God. See, there's worldly wisdom out there and you can get education and you can get a lot of knowledge. You can have a head full of knowledge and worldly wisdom may they may it may get you somewhere. But God's wisdom will get you to heaven. Worldly wisdom will, will, will get you only so far, but God's wisdom will take you all the way. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You're you're here this morning because because you believe that the word of God is precious. And you're willing to sacrifice your time, you're willing to sacrifice your morning to come to church because you know that the precious word is valuable to you and it will, it will keep you until Jesus comes back. That's the reason why I'm in church today. I need more of God. I need more of Jesus. I need more of the word of God. I, I need the word of God to unlock the blessings of God in my life. See, one word from God can change your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I love it what it says in Psalms uh, 19, 8 through 11. It says the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. God's word will cause you to rejoice. It says the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So, so, so his word will enlighten us. It says the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And, uh, and so... And so the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More, now, I love this. More to be desired than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey is the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is worn. And keeping them, there is great reward. You know, the Bible says that when we keep God's word and we walk in his word, there is great reward. And he's, he's saying... He's saying here that the word of God is more precious than fine gold. It's more precious than rubies. It's more precious. Why? Because, because you can't buy eternal life. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus did the hard thing so that we can, have, we can do the easy thing. Jesus went to that cross and paid the price so that we could have the word of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Now, there's a, there's a scripture that says in Psalms 37, 4, it says, this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And when we delight ourselves in the word of God, God will reveal. I, listen, man, some of us might just need to get a fresh vision from God. Some of us might need to get some enlightenment from God. In other words, some of us don't know. If I ask you, what do you want from God? You probably wouldn't know how to answer that. Well, I would like to have my bills paid and my family saved. And yeah, but, but I really believe that God wants to give us a bigger vision than the natural vision that we have. And, you know, God just, he wants, he wants to open our eyes to greater things. In other words, he wants to reveal to you who you really are. Are. are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, and we need to get, we need to have a God encounter. 
That's the reason why we're going to be fasting in the month of January. I need to put a plug in here. Amen. Let me put a plug in here. Uh, I, we need, I know you guys say fasting. I, I, I believe in feasting, Pastor. I believe in going to the buffet and feasting. And I don't believe in buffeting. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul says, I, I buffet my, my body. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? Paul actually said, I, I keep my body down so, so, that it will, in, in, so it won't control him. In, in other words, he didn't want his body controlling him. He, he wants to control his body. Your body makes a great servant, but a terrible master. Amen. And so we're going to be fasting. And I believe that the fasting for, you know, for, for, for in January will set the whole year off in blessings and grace. And we will see some things. I know that you guys are believing some things from God and you haven't seen it yet. And I believe that when we fast and pray, God will reward us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we're going to be starting that fast in, in, in January. And it's going to be for 21 days. Amen. Just bread and water only. No, I'm kidding. But... Uh, No, I'm kidding. We, we, you, can, you, can, uh, I know, you can fast. What, what we try to do is we try to give you a couple different ways you can fast. And, and, and one of the ways it could be the Daniel fast, where you eliminate all the sweets and the meats and just eat, plain, you know, eat good food. Amen? In other words, eat a salad every day. Glory to God. In other words, turn into a rabbit. Eat, eat rabbit food. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But I believe that when we do fast, I, I know that I've heard reports where people were dealing with physical ailments. And when they fasted, they went away. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want to walk around with physical. I, I want to walk around healthy. God's highest goal. You know, there's, there's that precious will of God. The highest will of God is for you to walk in divine health. Amen. You shouldn't have to be taking medication. Now, I'm not against it, but we need to go to as far as we can in believing God for health. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Now, in Psalms 116, 15, uh, let me get back to my message here. It says that precious is the sight of the Lord in the death of his saints. And so this is, this is awesome because, you know, some of us are getting older and some of, we're, we're seeing some of our loved ones going home to be with the Lord. And I love this because we, we want to have an eternal mindset. We want to always be thinking about heaven, where we're going, amen. We don't want to be so focused down here on earth that, that, we don't, that, that we're no heavenly good, amen. We wanna, we, the Bible says, keep your mind on heavenly things. And see, and I like it because... When Jesus was about ready to go to the cross, his disciples were a little nervous. I'm going to say this to you. Don't get nervous. But they were nervous. And Jesus said in John 14, he says that, that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back for you. And he said, in my house, there's many dwelling places or mansions. What are they doing up in heaven right now? Working on your mansion. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They're working on your man. Why? Because you're sold out for Jesus. Your faith is speaking for Jesus. You're, you're coming to church. You're hearing the word of God. You, your faith is working this morning. And because your faith is working, when you get to heaven, God's going to say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of your Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so precious inside his Lord is the death of his saints. And we shouldn't grieve. Uh, you know, it was amazing when my dad went on, went on to be with the Lord uh, this, this, this year in January. And, you know, I didn't really have a lot of grief. Now, every once in a while, I do think about him. I get choked up every once in a while, to be honest. But, but, I, but I, I know where he's at. I know that he's in heaven. I know that Dolores is in heaven. Amen. Uh, one of our other members that went on and was promoted to, the, to, to heaven. Amen. I'm telling you, death is a promotion. And, and we should be looking forward to it. I, Stephen, the first martyr of the church, you know, he preached the gospel and uh, he preached 
And the Bible says he was in front of the Pharisees and he was talking to them and trying to get them to turn. And, and he was full of boldness. And he said that they were stiff neck and that they were uh, they were hard against the things of God. And the Pharisees got so mad. The religious people are sometimes they they can be the meanest people on planet Earth. What do I mean by religious people? People that want to just walk by the rules and regulations instead of walking under the grace of God. Now, we need to obey the word of God. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes people that walk, you know, a tight according to the rules, they can be more condemning and more judging. And we shouldn't judge people. We should love people. We should love them into the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And Stephen was preaching and all of a sudden he's, he, heaven was opened up to him and he saw Jesus and Jesus was sitting and he was preaching hard to the Pharisees trying to get them to turn. And uh, and and he saw Jesus up. It, 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 was, it was like a curtain opened up and Jesus saw him preaching. He was sitting right beside the father and Jesus stood up. Amen. And stood up. And, and really was like, wow, Stephen's really preaching it. And they stoned Stephen to death. He was one of the first martyrs in the church. But I'm telling you, G, but Steve, Stephen went out glorious. And even though he was stoned for his faith, you know, this, this is what I'm talking about, precious. We got to be willing to give our lives. Oh, man, yeah, it's pastor. We got to be willing if it comes to it, are you going to deny, if, if it came to it, and they were going to lock up all the Christians, and they were going to put you in jail unless you deny Jesus, would you deny Jesus? Or would you go to jail? I would not deny my, my Lord and Savior. If they said that they were, were going to round up all the Christians this week, and, and you could either go to jail or, 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 uh, or deny them, I'm going to go to jail. Why? Because, because the Bible says if you can't confess Jesus in front of men, Jesus actually said this, I won't confess you, you know, the, in, in heaven, in the angels and God. Are you here? See, that's the reason why I said that your religion isn't private. If you can't talk about Jesus out in the public, then, 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 then why should Jesus talk about you in heaven? Oh, man, I'm preaching today. I hope that's not too hard this morning. I, you know what I'm saying? In other words, we should be willing to... Now, you can talk about Jesus and you can do good works, but bring Jesus into your equation. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So precious is the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Amen? Let's talk about Jesus' precious uh, uh, body, amen, and his precious blood. In Isaiah 28, 16, it says, Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says... Look, I am placing a foundational stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And when we believe in Jesus and we stand strong on Jesus, doesn't matter what's coming against us, we're going to keep standing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? We are going to keep standing because we're standing on Jesus, which is, 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 is our rock and our foundation for salvation. Amen? And 1 Peter, I love what it says here in 1 Peter 1, 18-19. It says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from your empty life. You inherited it from your ancestors. It was not paid with mere gold and silver, which, lo- which lose their value. It was paid by the precious... Blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. You know, Jesus' blood, we're talking about precious today. And we're talking about us sowing our precious gifts into the kingdom of God. And this is talking about Jesus' blood is precious. You know Jesus' blood is precious? You know, we're in, we're in the Christmas season today. And, you know, Jesus, whoo, man, it's amazing. Jesus wasn't born like every other human on this earth. Jesus was born of a virgin. Somebody say, I believe that. Jesus was born of a virgin. It's called an immaculate conception. And Jesus' blood was spotless and sinless. It did not come from Adam's blood. Amen. And so that's why he is called the second Adam. He is called second because he got it right. The first Adam messed up, but the second Adam, Jesus, 
got it right. And his blood is precious. That's why we took communion this morning, because his blood is precious. And his blood washes and cleanses and protects us. You can plead the blood of Jesus. And I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus is so important to to plead over our family, over our our, our loved ones. I know of a lady that pleaded the blood of Jesus over her son that was, he, he was like, you know, he wasn't really that strong in the Lord. But now he's a preacher today. There's power in the book. He, he went to Bible school and he said, Mom, you know, that's not too biblical. I, I, you know, he ended up going to Bible school. And she said, well, I plead the blood of Jesus and you're in Bible school. So it must have worked. You know, he got all his theology. He said, well, that's not real too scriptural. There's not really a, a scriptural precedence. And, and, and now he preaches on applying the blood. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm telling you, if it works, apply it. Apply the blood of Jesus like they did, you know, in the old days when the, when the death angel was coming, the 10th the plague, to, to set the, the Israelites free. All God told them to do is take the blood and put it on the doorpost and the death angel will cross over them. Are you listening? I'm telling you, when you plead the blood, the death angel cannot touch you or your family. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? As you plead the blood of Jesus. So I'm going to say this. There's going to be times in our lives where God may ask us to give more than we want to. What, pastor? Are you serious? Well, listen, God gave Jesus. You know, I was reading about it just, uh, just yesterday or the other day. I was reading about how Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was in the garden. And this was right before he was going to the cross. And he, he, right before the soldiers came. And he prayed. And he said, God, I know there's nothing impossible with you. He said that. God, there's nothing impossible. You know, there's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. I'm telling you, God can save your family. God, nothing's impossible. And Jesus said, nothing is impossible to those who believe. Some of us might need to start believing again. Believe that God can do something. Believe that God can break you free. Believe that God can make you healthy. you got to believe again. And Jesus was in the garden. He said, God, Father. He said, Father, I know there's nothing beyond what you can do. And he said, all things are possible. And he said, if, if it's possible, let this cup pass me up. In other words, Jesus was saying, can I do it? In other words, Jesus didn't want, he, his flesh was recoiling, giving it all. If Jesus kind of recoiled, kind of backed off of giving it all, what about us at times? Are you listening to what I'm saying? He was like, God, I know you can do, redo it. You can change the script. You can do it differently. And if God could, because God is so awesome and God is so full of love, and God, if God could have done it differently, he would have. But no, he had to do it this way. Why did God have to do it? Why did God have to allow Jesus to go to the cross to show us his love? To show us how much he loves us and to show us how bad sin is? See, sin... Sin is bad. Sin will send men to hell. Sin, it it corrupts mankind. And sin, sinful man put Jesus, a righteous Jesus on the cross. Sin is bad. It's terrible in the eyes of God. And God is love, but he is just too. And if he's, you can't have one, you can't have the love of God and not have the severity of God. There's got to be a just Justice in love. Are you here one second? Somebody that's maybe, you may be in a car accident and a drunk driver hits you. And, and maybe you have a child in the car and the child dies. Well, that drunk driver should, should, go, should possibly go to jail. Yeah, there's some justice there. Why? So he won't be back out there doing it to somebody else. God is a just God. But he's a merciful God. And that's what I'm so great. He was so just. That's why he sent Jesus on the cross. He had to have that spotless, sinless lamb to pay the price so that we can walk in right standing with God. Isn't that awesome today? That's what Christmas is all about. I'm telling you, it's about me having my sins forgiven and me being heaven bound. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? We need to get the, the story out to as many people as we can. And so God will ask you to do something outside normally of the norm. And I remember that I was in church and this was many years ago. And I was, you know, I was in the place where you are at now, sitting down and enjoying the preaching. Amen. And, uh, and I was there and I, 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 I worked in jewelry. I was a jewelry salesperson. I, I sold diamonds and, and, um, and, and, and watches and, 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 you know, all that stuff. And uh, I remember they had a contest and this was, uh, I, I, they had a contest that if you sold so many of these nice Swiss watches that you could win a watch. And so, and so I, I was really motivated about reward. You know, we should be motivated about reward. And I sold all these watches and I won a really nice Gucci 18 karat gold micron plating, you know, beautiful Swiss made watch. And I won it and it was it was a trophy to me. And so every time, you know, I put that watch on, I said, yeah, I won this watch. Every time I looked at it, I thought mighty conqueror. Victor. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I just felt good about myself. Mighty conqueror. You know, I won the watch. Not everybody can win a watch. And it was, and for me, uh, the watch was like an $800 watch. And so for me, that's, that's pretty pricey for a watch. And so I was sitting there, and, and I'm saying that God may ask you for your precious sometime. And I was sitting there, and, and, I, and I saw my, my pastor preaching, and he was wearing a watch, but it wasn't, it was an inexpensive watch. I was talking to my mom about my message last night. I said it was a cheap-looking watch. She says, don't use the word cheap. Just say inexpensive. But so, so he was wearing this watch, and, uh, and it just looked cheap. It just, I'm a jeweler. You know, I, I look at jewelry. I, I, I sell expensive things. So I, I come from an eyes of a jeweler. Okay, can you, can you hear what I'm saying to you today? And to me, it just looked like cheap. Can you hear what I'm saying to you? And I was like, and then all of a sudden, it, that just, it's just, it was like, and, and, and this thought came to me, certainly a pastor should be wearing a nicer watch than that. And it kind of came to me, and I said, yeah, he should be, as I look at down at my gold watch. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? And I felt like the Lord said, I want you to give it to the pastor. What? Are you, what are you talking about? This is my victory. This is my trophy. This is what I worked so hard. But, what, but of course, with the grace of God, I, I mean, I, it was tears. I sowed in tears and I reaped in joy for this watch. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I just felt like God wanted me to give him that my watch. I said, Lord, certainly he can buy his own watch. And so, and so I had an old Timex in my, in my no, I'm kidding. But... Um, not, I'm not against Timex watches. Amen. You got to have something. And, uh, and so, so I, I, I didn't, I, I let it go that week. And the next week he's preaching and, and all of a sudden I'm, my eyes go back to his wrists with that lowly watch that he was wearing. And it was almost like the Lord saying, surely a pastor should be wearing a nicer watch. And I said, Lord, and you know, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was a witness on the inside. Give him your watch. And you know what? I'm telling you, I sure didn't want to do it. It took me three weeks to give him that watch. It, the third week, I finally said, okay, I'll give it to you. And I said, Pastor, I, I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your skirt, or I'm not trying to impress you, you know. I was, I, I was, I was you know, working with him, and I know God was calling me to be the next pastor. I don't think he knew it at that time. But God revealed to me, you're going to be the next pastor years before it was turned over to me. And, uh, and so I wasn't doing it so I could win favor with the pastor. That was not my heart. It was, I said, pastor, God wanted you to have his. It's not coming from me. It's coming from God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? As I, as I you know, didn't want to let go of it as he took it. Yeah, it was like, are you going to let me have it? Yeah. And what am I saying? I'm saying you're going to have to release the natural to receive the miraculous. You're going to, you're going to have to learn to release them. And you know what? Since then, I got so much. I, I have been so blessed um, in, 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 in my life and in finances. And people have given me way more. I could have bought 10 watches like that over the years. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God may move on your heart to give something. God may move on your heart to, to, to be benevolent. But if he does, there's going to be a blessing uh, uh, after that. God's going to bless you. Do you believe that today? 
Amen. I remember that my wrists are smaller and he had wide wrists and I had to buy a link that cost me $80. Man, it, it really cost me. I had to go to the jewelry store and buy an extra link in the watch and put it in for him. Why? Because God wants you honoring people. And the, the pastor is deserving of double honor. And so he wanted me to honor him. And the pastor said, this is, an, he's been, was in ministry for many years. He said, this is the nicest gift anybody has ever given to me. Wow. But God has blessed me over that. Amen. And I got a, I got a nice watch today. Amen. But God is good. So I'm going to say this, that, you know, every year that the Israelites would come and they would bring a, a sheep to sacrifice for their household, for God to, uh, for their sins to be covered for that year. And, but Solomon gave an awesome sacrifice when, he, when, he, when the kingdom was turned over to him. Uh, he, he gave an awesome sacrifice. And the Bible says he gave over 1,000 sheep. And it was such an awesome sacrifice. And these sheep were, were like his very best sheep. It was like the breeding sheep. And it was like the sheep that, that was the best and best. He was going to, I'm telling you, it, it could mess up his, 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 his sheep business. Amen. But he was willing to give that. And it says in 2 Chronicles 1, 6 and 7, it says there in front of the tabernacle, Solomon went up. This, this is what he received from this. Solomon went up to the bronze altar in the Lord's presence and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. Talking about the sheep. And that night, God appeared to Solomon and said, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Think about this. You know, we can't buy God's blessings, but I believe that our faith uh, and when we give in faith, it opens the door to God's grace. And God spoke to him in a, in a vision at night, in a dream. And, you know, very rarely, you know, I'm always asking God, God, what do you want me to do for you? But it's very rare that I hear that God says, uh, what can I do for you? And I'm telling you, when, 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 uh, when, when he sowed those thousand sheep, God said, I, I will give you whatever you want. And he said he wanted wisdom so he could, he could, you know, govern the kingdom. And God said, not only did you not ask for your life, for your enemies or for long life. He said, I'm going to not only give you wisdom, but I'm going to give you wealth and I'm going to, and I'm going to give you longevity, long life. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. In other words, his gift opened, opened God, God's blessings upon his life. You know, I'm thinking about the lady with the alabaster box. And it, it, it's in Mark 14. And she, and she this was actually Mary, uh, Martha's sister. And she came in and uh, while Jesus was ministering. And she broke that alabaster box of anointment and poured it on his head. And it came down and, and it, was, it was anointing oil and, and it came down on his body. And, uh, and she wiped his feet with her hair. And, 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 and uh, Judas said, that is a waste. He said, that could have been sold to feed the poor. But we know, and the Bible says, Judas stole from the money box. And Judas was all about himself. We can't be all about ourselves in church. We got to be about God and his business and his kingdom. But Judas said, this could be. And Jesus said, you will always have the poor, but you will not always have me. And when you bless the body of Christ, you will be blessed. When she poured that oil on and she wiped his feet, some of that oil got upon her. Some of the, 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 the smell of that oil came back. You can't bless the body without being blessed yourself. And you know what? He said it wasn't waste. It's worship. It's, it's precious worship. God is looking for your precious worship. He's looking for you to worship him in your time. He's looking for you to worship him in, in, in your talents. He's looking for you to worship him. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's precious worship. Glory to God. And we need to worship God. Amen. I'm telling you, our faith is precious. It's precious. Glory to God. You know, I'm thinking about Jacob. And, um, and Jacob, 
you know, was, uh, you know, he, he lost uh, Joseph and he thought that he was killed by an animal and he was, he was tricked by his sons and, and then, then, they, then they had the famine. And I'm telling you, sometimes we go through, through problems and, and sometimes we go through tests. But the Bible says when you go through a problem and you go through the test, it tests your faith. And when you come out, you will become like fine gold. And so, and so Joseph, he, he was going through a process and they were going through a famine and, uh, and Joseph was testing his brothers and he, and he said, well, I'm going to keep Simeon back and you need to bring, you need to bring, uh, my brother, my youngest brother, Benjamin back. And then I will release Simeon and I'll release the rest of, of, of the seed for your family. And you know what? Jacob didn't want to do it. Jacob fought against, uh, releasing Benjamin, because he already he already lost Simeon. And, and it says here, Jacob said this. He said in Genesis 42, 36. And Jacob, their father, said to them, you have bereaved me. Joseph is no more because he thought Joseph was dead. Simeon is no more because he was locked up in jail. And you want to take Benjamin? All these things are against me. I'm going to say this. Sometimes we may be encountering problems and issues and we may not understand what God is doing. But I'm going to say this. If we keep standing on God's truth, God's going to turn it around. He, you know what, Jake, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? If we keep standing on the word of God, God's going to work it out for a, be- for a better day. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that God is watching over us. He knows the future better than you know your past. Maybe you've been believing for some things and did not work out. God has something better for you. And Jacob released his... Some of you need to release your children to God. Some of you may need to release the, your children and give them to God instead of keep holding on to them. Release your children. They may have came through you, but they came by him, glory to God. And you need to release your children to God. As you release Benjamin, you know, uh, they came back with, 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 with entrades of seed. And, and then he saw Joseph, glory to God. And I'm telling you, God wasn't against Jacob. God was for him. And God is for you today. Do you believe it? I'm telling you, the Magi, you know, they, uh, the wise men. You know, I have to get some Christmas in this, this morning, this uh, message today. The wise men, you know, they, they, were, they saw the star. And they, and they saw the star, and God revealed to them that the Messiah was underneath the star. Yes. And the Bible said that they traveled over 900 miles to get to Jesus. Why did they travel? So they could worship Jesus. They, were, they went over 900 why, why? So they could worship him and give him gifts of, of, of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they had the privilege of giving to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They, it was a sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. And I believe the greatest blessing is always on the altar of sacrifice. Mary, when she, when, when, when the angel came to her, Gabriel, and said, you are blessed of all women and you're going to carry a son. She was a surrogate mother of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And she was already engaged to get married. I, I'm closing down. She was already engaged to get married to Joseph. And, you know, she didn't think it through. I don't know if she thought it through or not, how that could have wrecked her engagement. And it almost wrecked her engagement. Do you know, Joseph, you know, when she fa- he found out you were pregnant, he didn't believe her. Oh, God got me pregnant. It was God that did it. What? Yeah, right. None of that never happened before. He didn't believe that. The Bible said he could have really, she was risking her life because being pregnant, she could have got stoned. I'm not talking about with a six pack of beer either. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that they could have actually took stones and stoned her for being pregnant out of wedlock. That's what, how harsh, but, but Joseph was a righteous man, the Bible said, and he was going to put her away quietly. In other words, he wasn't going to allow that to happen because he loved her. And then God revealed to Joseph in a dream that the baby is of God and revealed it. And I'm telling you, she took the risk. Whenever you give, it's going to be a risk. Whenever you give your precious, it's always going to be a risk. There's always going to be a risk. If I go to church, will the pastor preach something that I like? It's always going to be a risk. Glory to God. 
Is this something that's going to help me or hurt me? Are you listening? There's always a risk. But I always would say this, that the greatest blessing is on the altar of sacrifice. God asked, asked, God asked uh, Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. And you know what? When, when, when you know, the, the, they, they had demon gods back then, and, those de- and they were sacrificing their kids to the demon gods. And I believe that God wanted to know how sold out Abraham was for God. What, what, was God more excited about the blessing, or was Abraham more excited about the blessing, or is he more excited about his relationship with God? Listen, this is, the fa- this is what, what happens. When you get blessed, do you stop blessing God? I'm telling you, this is, the tra- this is what happened when, when God told the Israelites, listen, when you live in houses you don't build, and when you, when you get the land, don't forget about me. And some people, when they get blessed, they start forgetting about God. And he wanted to make sure that Abraham, he wanted to know if Abraham was still sold out to him, or was Abraham just sold out to the dream son, Isaac. But you know, he said, will you sacrifice him? And he went on the hill and we know that Abraham was about ready to sacrifice him. And he was stopped by an angel because God knew his heart. And God and God said, I swear to you that I will bless your descendants. I will bless your seed. I'm going to bless you because you are not willing to uh, to to hold back your only son. Basically, I believe this, that God said, I'm going to give my son Jesus. I believe if Abraham didn't do that, I don't know if Jesus would have came. He, he gave and, and God said, I'm going to match that, but I'm going to give my son and my son's going to go to the cross and it's going to bring in all the seed of Abraham. You know, you're the seed of Abraham. You know, you're the blessed of Abraham. In other words, we're the family of Abraham. We're the family of God. But, but we're in that, in that seed. Amen? We're in the stars. The Bible says, uh, God said to uh, Abraham, look up. The stars, you can't count them. That's how many seeds you're going to have. You can't count the stars. Amen? And God is making each one. We are a star in the kingdom of God. And we're supposed to be making our light shine in this dark world. I want to encourage you this morning. Let your light shine this month. I want to encourage you. Give out a card. Bless somebody. Be the light that God called you to be. And I'm, I, I guarantee you, you will see the blessings come back. I'm telling you, a hundredfold. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I honor you this morning. And thank you, Father God. Oh, for the precious seed, your son, Jesus. And I thank you that you gave your son so that we could have right standing with you. And I thank you for those that are in this audience this morning and those that are watching online. And maybe, you know, the most precious thing you can give to God is your life. And some of us have taken our life back. And I'm telling you, you need to give your life back to God. And maybe you've never given your life to God and you're watching online right now. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. So I I, I want you, if you're ready to, to give your life to God, I'm telling you, God will make something of your life. He, he'll, he, he will bring you into that place of joy and peace that you desire to be in. Just say this after me and mean your heart. If you're ready to give your life to the Lord, say, dear God, I believe Jesus. You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I turn fully to you. And I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.